Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, we are live. Uh, we're going to wait for a couple people to get in here, but the Patriots have made three fourth-round draft selections, almost consecutively. Uh, three out of 17 picks were theirs. So we're going to talk about them. Uh, we might have some people hop in. We might not, so we'll see. Um, first, they went with Jack Jones, cornerback out of Arizona State. He was a the guy they met with three times during the pre-draft process. They had a top 30 visit with him. They went down to Arizona State. They met with him um, at the Shrine Bowl, I believe, so... They met with him a ton. It felt like a Patriots pick. Uh, I don't know if you'd believe me if I said that I thought they were going to take him in the fourth round because I don't think they were going to. But uh, he ends up going in the fourth round. It was obviously a player they really like. Uh, He can play outside. He can play inside. He's just kind of a do-it-all cornerback. So we'll see how that turns out with them. Um, It it felt like it was coming after everything that we'd seen in the pre-draft process. Then they went with a running back, which I – Half the people on Twitter said they saw coming and half said they had no clue. Uh, Pierre Strong out of South Dakota State, super athletic. And that's kind of the theme of this draft for the Patriots, other than their the last pick they just made. But super athletic draft. Pierre Strong, the fastest running back at the Combine, uh, put up gaudy numbers at South Dakota State, seven yards a carry. He scored 18 touchdowns last year. So another uh, a guy who produced at a lower level, kind of like Cole Strange and uh, – is a superb athlete and they added him to the running back room, a room that sees a lot of turnover year after year. And he's, he's kind of the next in line to see what they can do with him. And then Bailey Zappi, which is uh, a shock to, to everybody. Uh, if they were going to take a quarterback, I thought it was going to be very late on day three. They end up going in the fourth round. He, he owns the single season touchdown record in division one college football, which is unbelievable. He did it at Western Kentucky after transferring in, transferring in from Sam Houston state. Um, a very surprising pick. Uh, we, we've got a comment already. I tweeted out, I played against this guy in high school. Uh, I sacked him. It was my last ever high school football play, uh, which is very funny now that I'm, you know, talking about him as he gets drafted by the Patriots. So, uh, they make three picks. If you guys have any questions, comments, throw them in. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, I do on the, on the zappy thing, obviously they're not drafting him to replace Mac Jones. That's, not going to happen. Um, what they're doing here, I believe, is you draft a guy who could be a long-term backup option at the very least, and maybe if he shows something in preseason and training camp against other teams, might be used as a valuable trade ship. They've got Brian Hoyers on a one-year deal, I believe. He's about to hit 40. He's been in the league for 13, 14 years. Uh, I think he's just 35, but it feels like he's 40. Uh, Jared Stidham, he had a back injury last year wasn't really available throughout the first half of the season and then was their third string quarterback. So uh, obviously they don't look at him as a, as a long-term option. Uh, He's going into the final year of his rookie deal as well. So 
maybe they can try to get something for him and then have Zappy be their long-term backup. So we'll see with that. We're, I'm going to just answer questions from you guys since it's just me. Uh, all the speed just to let Josh Allen burn our defense again. I think with the Marcus Jones pick, the first thing I thought of was, well, Isaiah McKenzie's not going to go running past all your DBs now. So I think that's that's good news where you got a guy who can run in the secondary. I like that as well. Jack Jones, not a straight-line speed guy, but more of a, a quick twitch. Maybe he can – some some of the smaller slot receivers in the NFL he could cover. I believe. And then on the outside, he's super scrappy. So uh, Bailey Zappi, in terms of being a backup quarterback, everything that we've seen from the pre-draft process is like his arm isn't the greatest in the world. It's not the strongest. He's accurate, uh, but he knows what he's doing. You don't throw 60 touchdown passes without knowing what you're doing. Um, he was phenomenal at Western Kentucky. He you know broke the record in the bowl game. He's a good quarterback. The the guy can throw it a little bit. He's just you know he's not a starter. He doesn't have the size really or the athleticism I think to start or the arm strength. It's kind of he's an accuracy guy and everything he does is based off of what he knows. So, um, concerns about our fleet of shorter cornerbacks. Does that matter? I think you need to add a bigger guy for the outside. Like J.C. Jackson, it wasn't the biggest cornerback in the world, but he had enough size to where he could compete with any wide receiver in the NFL. Like, there wasn't any four or five inch height differences. Uh, with the Patriots now, like Malcolm Butler is probably their stoutest cornerback. Terrence Mitchell's taller, but Malcolm Butler, in terms of actual build, is probably you know the classic cornerback in that group. And he's he's about to be thirty, and he's he's always been a smaller, scrappier guy. So. Uh, I do think they should probably add another one. Maybe they're waiting for free agency after the draft where it won't count against the comp pick formula. I think that could have something to do with it. So a lot of questions still left unanswered at cornerback. Tariq Wollin's a guy that I was looking at. Uh, he's yet to be drafted unless he got drafted while I was on here. Zion McCollum is a crazy athlete. He's a bit smaller as well. Uh, Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville State, who that was like the guy, if you want to add a bigger cornerback who has high upside, that was him. And Kansas City took him, of course, so. We won't be seeing him anytime soon in New England. Uh, I th- I agree with this. Absolutely. This draft has been wild but fun. Get faster and rip up every consensus board in the media. Uh, all of our boards are, are trash. I know that. Um, they Last night when Macro talked after the draft, he, he answered a question. It was just about, you know, how does the speed that Marcus Jones and Tyquan Thornton that they bring to the table, how does that affect their roster? And he said the word speed eight times in his answer. He was just like, or the word fast, excuse me. And he was just like, these guys are fast and we're getting fast and they're really fast. So um, I, I thought that was telling where they very clearly wanted to get faster. Um, and, and we heard it from Gerard Mayo on the radio earlier in February, I believe, where he said they had to get faster on defense, which they did with Marcus Jones. And we knew they needed to get faster on offense because if they were missing one thing from that offense, it was speed. Uh, and they add the fastest wide receiver, fastest, fastest running back in the draft. Um, so they addressed the, that need. And for me, you know, all I really wanted out of this draft from a, a perspective of a guy who has to watch them every week was just add fun players. And they added some fun players. Um, Bailey Zappi, we're not going to see him play very much, but he's going to be fun in training camp. People are going to fall in love with him. Um. Strong had fumble issues, apparently, due for one whole year of wet ball drills, I bet. I feel like all running backs they draft are due for a year of wet ball drills, even if they've never fumbled in their life. That's just a Belichick thing. Uh, if he has fumble issues, I'm sure it's going to be tough to watch if he, if he you know fumbles early on in his career. I remember Sony Michelle did. He fumbled like his second game in Chicago. Uh, he got hurt and dropped the ball. Um 
And I remember people lost their minds. He ended up going being one of their most valuable players on that Super Bowl run. Like the 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 fumble thing is a little bit overstated, I would say, but they've they've got depth. Damian Harris is their number one running back. Ramondre Stevenson's probably gonna take over a lot more carries than he had last year. He might even get more carries than Harris, depending on what they do with Harris is always banged up just because the style of runner he is. So they've got three legit early down options. I think strong is more of a, a hybrid, like Rex Burkhead, Brandon Bolden type where he can run the ball early, but he can also go out and catch a pass and, and move a little bit. He, he can pass protect for everything that I've seen. Um, he just seems like a super solid player that they're going to love. Um, who do you think will start out of this draft class? Cole strange is going to start, you know, first round pick as a guard, you better start. Um, he's going to be their starting. I, I would say left guard. I would assume they want, uh, Michael Onwenu opposite of Isaiah Wynn because that pairing just never worked when they tried it earlier last season. So um, I would assume he would be on the left side. He's absolutely going to start unless he gets hurt. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, like wide receivers, you you get different wide receiver groupings every week. He's gonna he's gonna get some reps. Like he there there are gonna be packages that he's gonna be the number one option on some routes when they want to take a shot. It's a waste of time. If you're not taking one at him, he's, you know, the fastest guy on their team. Um, Jack Jones and Marcus Jones. Those are depth pieces at corner. Jonathan Jones tweeted out last month, March 17th. I had to look it up for an article. I wrote uh, positionless football is the future. He was damn right. The bill must've told him something because everybody that they've drafted on defense makes it sound like, they're just going to roll out a bunch of DBs and match up with, you know, whatever they feel is right. And whether that works or not, well, it remains to be seen, but with the guys in in the safety group that they have with Devin McCourty, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, they can make up for a lot of deficiencies in front of them. So uh, I think they're going to be all right. I, I wanted to see them go corner early, like uh, Kyer Elam, who they could have drafted, but traded out in Buffalo got him. Andrew Booth Jr., who ended up falling. Guys like that. Cam Taylor-Britt, who went, ended up going to uh, Cincinnati opposite Eli Apple. That's going to be a very fun cornerback tandem to watch. So we'll see in terms of what they do at corner. I think that remains to be seen. If I could, if I acted like I knew what they were going to be doing, I'd be lying. So no chance I know that. Uh, really want to see the Pats move Nikhil, Jarrett, and possibly Aguilar out of the roster now. Could uh, pick up some extra day three picks. Um Stidham and Nikhil Harry are gone. I think Nelson Aguilar is going to stay because he has positional versatility. Like he can play all three wide receiver positions. He just didn't last year because they had one for each spot and they were kind of pigeonholed into that. So um, Nikhil Harry is going to be gone today. I think I, that's my hot take of this, this live with you guys is I think he's gone. Um, people are saying they don't like the draft. I get it guys, but they were, they were never going to draft like future Hall of Famers with the spots they were in. They were in no man's land in first round. Um, and, and with the positions of need that they had, it was a lot of deep position groups, but they ended up picking a little bit further back on, on that depth than I would have thought. So I get it, but they were never going to come away with a bunch of a bunch of studs that everybody liked going into the draft. Um, how many Joneses do you think is the optimum number of Joneses? I think 14 Joneses. They need 14 Joneses on the roster. That feels right. feels just about where they need to be. Um, so they've got some work to do. I, there's probably like 20 in the draft, so they better grab a couple more because they don't have enough. Have enough excuse me. Uh, do we draft Matt Arise or not? 
the fact that he wasn't the first punter gone is wild to me. I know he had some, there were some questions about his process into his punts. This is getting super technical, but like, if you're not able to do the same kind of repeat your motion, it's like a golf swing. If you're not able to repeat it consistently, then there are going to be some consistency issues in terms of the trajectory of your ball. And I think that was the big knock on him. The other two guys are great as well, but um, you know, if that's what that if that's what made him fall, I'm pretty surprised because he's got the strongest leg by far. Um, he may have been drafted since I got on. I haven't really been paying attention. It's tough. It's you know, one man show over here. But uh, we'll go back and look. I don't believe he was he wasn't drafted before I got on. So, um, do you think Dante Scarnecchia has any insight on the strange pick? If he did, it feels sixty percent better about it. If they draft somebody without consulting him, then they're doing it wrong. I I would be willing to bet all of the money that I own that they talked to him about all of the offensive line prospects and they've had him even since he retired work guys out. Um, they've had no problem asking him to do stuff like that. So uh, that's not surprising at all to me that they would have him, you know, you know, any offensive line prospect that they even had on their board, they wanted him to to look over for them. And he, he feels like a, like a Dante guy, Cole strange. So uh, Sam Howell just went to Washington. So that's, that's interesting. That's a gross quarterback group, in my opinion. But we'll see. Uh, if you guys don't have any more questions or comments, we're going to hop off. Uh, the Patriots have plenty more to do today. I've got to eat at some point. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk on Twitter. If you have any questions, at Keegan Stiefel on Twitter, at Pat's Pulpit. Uh, we've got tons of people doing tons of draft stuff. Um, me and Spags. Spags is on the call with those draft picks now, getting some quotes, so you guys can see that. Um, and you'll see me next round. I'll be here. I'll be here with Spags, hopefully, um, unless they just start trading all their picks away. Um, and we've got a couple other people that are expected to stop by. So appreciate you guys watching, and we'll see you when they make their next pick. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.